I'm Amanda. I'm Denise. And this is Disturbing Behavior. <laughs> oh, we are having some technical difficulties today, so we apologize in advance if it happens. Denise, I think you're frozen. Well, probably. Who knows? You're frozen uh, too. Okay. Well, as long as you can hear me. I can hear you. Hey, there you are. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Just gonna so, decide whether I'm in doggy heaven or squirrel hell. So that's <laughs> going forward. I'm gonna it's always squirrel hell. I'm gonna always in squirrel heaven hell. right now. I'm trying. I mean, I'm normally <laughs> in squirrel hell, but you know. All right. So today we're gonna be talking about the media associated with shitbag Ariel Castro. Sorry, it's just my opinion. Anyway, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, I'm sure. You know a person. Yeah. All right, so starting off with Criminal Minds, because that's where I always go, because I tend to binge it a lot. I love binge Criminal Minds. I really Oh, my do. God, me too. Thank like you. I'm, I'm still kind of bummed that they ended it, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway. So, uh, season 10, there was an episode called Boxed In. They had mentioned Castro's crimes as an example of abductors who didn't need a lot of space to keep his victims in prison for a long time. So, there were some similarities between him and the unsub who was named John David Bidwell. And I am reading this from the Criminal Minds fandom.com page, just in case, you know, anybody some plagiarizing or anything. This is where I'm getting this information. So both of these abductors were abused as children, even though in Ariel Castro's case, I don't think it was ever proven. I honestly, and I'm not saying that he was a liar. I'm just honestly not sure if he was just trying to make himself out as a victim. I think he was more kind of a shift the blame. Yeah, I think he. I think that was just a narcissistic response to be like, well, you know. And and I hate that because two wrongs don't make a right, you know. And I no, they don't. And I hate getting caught up in in what about isn't like, and it happens. Right. It seems to happen a lot. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. You can bring up politics, and you, as a raging libertarian, boring on anarchist, I can argue that all day long. But when you point out somebody's horrible behavior, it's almost a knee jerk response for somebody to be like, "Well, so and so does it too." Okay. Right. Let's go down this road. Right. If if you got punched in the face by somebody, does that mean that I can come up and punch you in the face because so and so did it? No. Yeah. Okay, it's the same fucking thing. But mommy, but mommy, <laughs> you jumped off the bridge. Yeah, like, I want to jump off the bridge. Oh well, you know, what do you mean I can't rob her mom the bank? Jesse James robbed banks. What do you mean I can't do that? You yeah. know, like, but, okay, two wrong. But my friend's mom likes her. Right. You know, like. I hate that, and that's what, I, and I really, I feel it's a very narcissistic statement to be like, well, other people have done it too. Okay, you know right from wrong. Did it feel right, right when it happened to you? No. Exactly. Okay, so why did you do that to somebody else? You did that to somebody else because you wanted to feel powerful, and it was inappropriate. Right. You know what? Just adopt 4,000 animals like I do, and then get on with yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so... That was in season 10. Season 11, there was an episode called Hostage, where Castro was mentioned again, and he was compared to that episode's unsub, 
who was Michael Clark Thompson. Both were serial rapists, abductors, and killers who abducted three females. So I would those say were the... There's another episode, and I, I don't... You're going to kill me. Everybody's going to kill me, but here's the scavenger hunt. Penelope Garcia. I love Penelope. Mm-hmm. She was running, like, a support group. Yes. And, yes, and the, the woman got abducted. You remember this episode? Okay, see, I love talking about Where... He had, the unsub, had abducted her little girl, kept mm-hmm. her until she grew up. She got, got pregnant, pregnant and died. Yeah. Yeah. She died while pregnant. I think she killed herself so she wouldn't have his baby. And yes, then he that's kidnapped exactly her mom. Yeah. Then he kidnapped her mom. With right. the, I ha- you know, yep. remember when she said, I have your child? I cannot remember. So if anybody can figure that one out, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, that's not listed here as being, like, a nod to Ariel Castro. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, you know, like but I said, I can I know what you're that. talking about. Yeah, but I can see it was slightly different, you know, but it's still, that that is something that came to my mind. But then mm-hmm. again, we know there's just tennis balls bouncing around in mine, so. I, <laughs> multiple. We never know what idea is going to come out. <laughs> It's like a, your mind makes me think of those like those giant balls that have all the balls with numbers on it for like picking the lottery numbers. Oh yeah, they're just spinning around. Here's an idea. This is what happens when you are extremely neurodivergent and have trauma and have no filter and I just kind of said, you know what? I'm just going to share all the balls inside of Mm-hmm. Yep. And you all are right around for the for the ride. Be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, some of the other media that I found, there is a documentary on Discovery Plus, which I got the majority of my information from. And actually, that was really interesting, but it's called The Cleveland Kidnapping. Okay. If you want to watch a documentary, that's a good one. There was one on Netflix that I was actually really upset because it's no longer available. I Damn Netflix! It's the, Damn you, Netflix! I, it, it, right? Oh, I was you pissed. Two seasons of The Lion King, but you're going to take that off? Fucker. Yeah! I was so mad. It's called something like The Abduction, The Cleveland Abductions, or The Abductions in Cleveland, or something like that. Um. Oh, but I was so, so pissed. I'm like, man, I really want to watch that. I did watch a YouTube video. There's a crap ton of stuff on YouTube. If you just search for Ariel Castro, mm-hmm. there's a shit ton of information in there. Oh, but... Amanda's using my measurements. I love it. Shit <laughs> <laughs> ton. <laughs> but there's a, I got a lot of my information from one called Crime, the Story of Three Girls Who Were Kidnapped. Um, that one actually told me, you know, what they're doing now and you know because one of the things I was kind of surprised on that documentary uh, called the Cleveland kidnapping was that they interviewed Michelle and they interviewed Gina but Amanda was never interviewed so I don't know if she just declined in that one but she's consented to other interviews so I'm not sure what happened there so I was a little disappointed to not hear from her in that particular documentary but she did speak in in the other one that I watched on YouTube, so that it's was interesting. Be, 
Yeah, it's going to be hard, though, because, I mean, it's one of those things where you don't want to re-traumatize them by having them share their story, but you also want, you know, it's that, I think there's a fine line because you don't want to be disrespectful to the victim. You know, they didn't, right. they didn't ask for this. They didn't, you know, and it's horrible that it's happened to them. And everybody now knows their name. Everybody has seen their faces and, and knows. They they know what horrible thing has happened. So there's like a lack of privacy. So it's kind of finding that balance of being respectful of what they've gone through. And, you know, absolutely at no point in time are we ever blaming the victim. I'm going to put a little asterisk outside of the first victim of Eileen Warnos because, well, I think he had it coming. Right. <laughs> but for everybody else, you know, <laughs> he had it coming. He had so, himself to blame. I'm just saying, you know. You would have been there. If you have seen it. You would have I bet you you would have done those things. Okay. So, see, I'm not the only one who randomly sings on things. But, you know. <laughs> You know, so when we tell these stories and we talk about these crimes and anything else, it is absolutely not to make heroes or anti-heroes out of the perpetrators. And it is absolutely not to re-victimize the victim. It is really to kind of look at the behaviors that go into them and what led this person to do these things to that person. Right. You know, people, they joke about it, and it goes on Facebook and Twitter and, and TikTok and all the other social medias where they're like, you know, guys are like, oh, my God, you know, she listens to, to murder podcasts and watches true crime to fall asleep, you know, and like, uh, run, bro, she's crazy. Thing is, is that I think as women, and I have a feeling our, our audience is heavily female, we watch it as a way to make sure that we are not the victim. To try to make sure that we don't put ourselves in those situations. Whereas I don't think guys think about it. You know, we, there was one that was something that went around a while ago and and it was asking women what they would do if there was no men on the planet for 24 hours. And the responses were like, go for a run at night. Walk with both my headphones in, earphones in. Like to be able to do normal everyday stuff. To say, well, you know, go running at 4 a.m. You know, things that guys don't think about. There was another question that says, men, what would you do to not get raped? And most of them joked about it and said, well, I wouldn't go to prison. Women talk about, you know, carrying pepper spray and and walking with their keys between their fingers. You know, using the buddy system and, and things like that. And, you know, women are, not that men are not victims, but... We, as females, we outrank them. I mean, we are, for every one male victim, there's at least 10 women victims. So we, we make up the bulk of it. So, you know, that's the, that's why when we do these things and, and having that perspective of saying, why did this happen? And it's not to justify the action, but more of an understanding so that we can help prevent it going forward. Right. There's my Pisces little... Yeah, you know... And- you and I both got a text, you know, from, from Ray, in fact, you know, after she listened to our first episode on Eileen, and she's like, I disagree with you guys using their childhood as an excuse. And both of us were like, that's yeah. not what we're doing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I mean, that, 
is just trying to say what your childhood, when we, we mention ages and we mention these things, it's when they talk about development, it doesn't matter what generation you're born in, whether you're the silent generation, boomer, Gen X, Xennials, Millennials, Zoomers, whatever. Everybody goes through the same stages of development, but how we go through them is different. And what happens, and what happens to us as we go through them. Yeah. And it, it just it develops us as a person. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have a scar on the side of my face, right here by my jaw. I was two. A Siberian Husky took half my face off. The dog was not, it, it was, the dog was stressed. I'm not blaming, I'm not going to blame anybody for anything that happened. My parents were really into sled dogs back then. Uh, Siberian Huskies. We raced. We did the sled dog racing when I was a, a child. Up until I was about eight, we would go and race sled dogs. And my parents were looking at this dog to, to purchase. And I was feeding it dandy because, you know, that's really appropriate for a two-year-old to do is to feed a yeah. dog dandy, right? And then my mom said I wasn't teasing the dog. I wasn't, like, trying, you know, giving it and taking it away. I had fed the dog a piece of candy, went to go put a piece of candy in my mouth. The dog snapped after it. And in the process, took, you know, as a two-year-old, you don't have a very big head, you know? So mm-hmm. took a good good portion of my face off. Now, and this is when we talk about how things shape you. I am obviously not afraid of dogs. <laughs> As evidenced by the five pretty big-sized dogs that I have. You know, and the fact that I will touch, I will try to pet every puppy that I see. And mm-hmm. Ted Bundy would love my ass because he'd be like, oh, we have a puppy. Really? Well, Here I go, Yeah. It's like, run from the danger, you know? So, 
Yeah, and I, and I love, I love that Malachi likes to hunt them and bring them inside. <laughs> That's just fucking lovely. I can't get stressed that enough. I have, no, I have no problems with snakes. I have no problem with lizards. Tree frogs. Toads I'm okay with because toads can't, like, leap at your face. And tree frogs have leapt at my face, which is just, that's where the trauma is. So that's why we talk about childhood trauma, because there's something in there that ha- that can formulate to what's happened. And in talking about it and going forward, and you really want to try to talk to people about how we're, we, you raise your children. And, you know, now there's a big push for gentle parenting. And there's always seems to be like a pushback. For like, well, I got my ass beat and I'm fine. I got my ass beat. And obviously, there's some shaking loose there in the head. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying there's, there's, there's some issues going on here, you know. And it's just, you know, when you know better, you do better. and that's why we talk about what happens with somebody's childhood is not to excuse their behavior or, you know, justify, well, obviously they had a shitty childhood. There's a lot of, if, if, if having a shitty childhood was justification for committing crimes, the entirety of Gen X would be criminal. Yeah. Okay? The entirety <laughs> of this generation would be just it, criminal, just, just complete criminals. You know, you're a criminal. You're a criminal. You're a criminal. A criminal. Everybody is a criminal. <laughs> you know, but it, it's also to show like how what happens with that. You know, with what happens with what happens when you're a child and how that formulates your adult decision. And you guys mm-hmm. are so fortunate that we've decided to do this podcast as I am doing my own personal trauma work. So you get to see some of the shit we're going through. You know? <laughs> we're sharing that left and right. And, you know. <laughs> Do I even want to know what she did? He licked my fingernails. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. We talk about my being neurodivergent. When I say I'm neurodivergent, I'm ADHD and I'm ASD. So I've got some tactile stimulation issues going on. And part of that is people touching my nails. I tried to desensitize myself by going to like nails and getting manicures and stuff. Didn't work, made it worse. So we don't do that anymore. My fucking dogs that I'm obviously not afraid of, even though I should be. But they like to come up and lick my fucking fingernails. And that's what Max did just to get record was he decided to like give my nails a good old slurp and get under the nail. Okay. I am going to scream if we have any more technical fucking difficulties. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. All right, we kind of went off on, on a little tangent, but there there's a, a plethora of, of media out there available for, on on Ariel Castro, and he has really kind of impacted that. And, you know, I, I like to see that things are, are changing where people are getting more, more involved with their kids and, and learning that, you know what, it could be the monster next door. You know, it could mm-hmm. be the person next door. And, you know... <laughs> It's, again, because of how hands-off my parents were, I was very hands-on with my kids. Like, 
who's over there, who's, are the parents home, let me talk to the parents, and, you know, but I also know for a lot of my kids' friends, their parents were not involved. They were really not, you know, I remember David, my oldest son, was in middle school. We had just moved to this area in Ohio, and he asked if a friend could come over, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm home. And It was a female friend. I said, oh, yeah, I'm home. This child's mother dropped her off without checking to see if there was anybody else home. Like, literally, just like, all right, see you later, bye. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, you just dropped your daughter off with a boy. They're in middle school. (laughs) This is, what? Excuse me, this is eighth grade. This is not like, oh, it's third grade. I mean, but still, like, you, you didn't check to see that there was, like, a mom home. You didn't want, you didn't come in to see what was going on. Like, I don't know, but. I like, I would hope that people, when they hear about these stories about like what Ariel Castro did, that they do take that extra step to be like, oh, so who's taking you home, you know, to who, what's going on. And, you know, I think we have a lot more technology nowadays where, you know, the, the find my phone app and also like how you can track Mm -hmm. people. I mean, side note, my best friend (laughs) has the location, the GPS location of my daughter. (laughs) So because they're both in Connecticut. So she's like, oh, I can see where she is. She's over here on 75 coming down or 95. It's 95 up there. But yeah, like she, (laughs) but you know, it's, yeah, I I hope that, that we have more by talking about these things. We can make the world a little bit safer and that that's really kind of yeah you know not only that you know, I mean it's not I don't want to say you can't trust anybody but like the point can't. is <laughs> these girls these girls knew this guy this was their friend's father yeah however had you know like and I'm not I am not blaming Amanda Berry's mother in any way, shape, or form. But had she simply asked, who's mm-hmm. taking you home? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it could have, you know, a, a lot of, ish, you know, it could have saved 10 years. Yeah, it could have really but, made a difference. And, and we're not blaming that because, you know what, I am sure, as a mother, she beat the shit out of herself for that, for not doing Oh, absolutely. That. I am sure absolutely. because anytime you, you know, when you have a kid and something negative happens to them, the first thing as a parent you do is like, what could I have done to prevent this? You well, know? What, how, how is this my fault? Because... Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to blame myself. Yeah. It's so, my, it, you know, I mean, when my son received a diagnosis of ADHD, my first thought was, what did I do wrong as a mom? You know? That's a normal when my daughter... You know? when, when my daughter received an autism mm-hmm. diagnosis, Oh my God! What did I do? Mm-hmm. What What was it that I did? This was my fault. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? I bet. I'm, it, and here's what I've. Mm-hmm. This is kind of my beating myself up. When I found out that she was a girl, I was so disappointed because I wanted a little boy. And I go back to that mm-hmm. all the time, and it's like, oh my God! Maybe if I hadn't been so disappointed about her being a girl, she'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. as a parent. You're going to blame yourself. Oh, yeah. What, no matter how irrational mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that's just I know when you know I was going through the things with with my son, and you know we had the ADHD, and then we had the pervasive developmental disorder, which is now ASD. Mm-hmm. Literally, it yep. was. I'm sitting there and I am asking the doctor, "Was there something in pregnancy that I did wrong?" Because I don't think I did anything different yeah. with him than I did with you know his older brother and his younger sister. And the doctor's like, "Yep." Literally, this is a neurological condition. It's genetic. There was nothing about, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. You know? But yet, here yeah. I am, like, well, you know what? Maybe if I drank more milk, you know, like, oh, yes. Yeah, so For I me, it's always more. been maybe if I hadn't been so disappointed. Maybe I shouldn't have tried to find out the sex mm-hmm. of the baby and just been grateful mm-hmm. of whatever mm-hmm. I got. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the. Yep. No matter okay. how irrational or ridiculous mm-hmm. it's out, mm-hmm. a parent is going to blame themselves. Mm-hmm. I did, too. When you talk about being disappointed, my entire pregnancy with my middle son, they told me I was having a girl. And I thought, this is great. Oh. This is great. I'll have one of each, you know. I'll have my little mm-hmm. set. It'll be great, you know. And then at the hospital, yep. I have delivered this eight-pound, six-ounce Chonka, chonka. And it's so funny because you know, you've seen him. You know how skinny he is. He was my fattest mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they were like, oh, it's a boy. And I'm like, what do you mean it's a boy? And I'm like, you know, grab the, yeah. my baby away from the nurse. I'm like whipping off the blanket like, yeah. well, I understand. <laughs> you know, that is like, then I go back. Well, was I, was I not as loving as a mom because it was a boy and I was expecting a girl? You know, so yeah, you're right. You you sit there and you blame yourself irrationally, irrationally. What could I have done? And I'm sure that's what her mother did. I am sure her mother mm-hmm. kicked herself every single day of why didn't I ask that? And yeah. I'm sure people have been, you know, insensitive enough to come up to her and go, well, why didn't you just, you could have, you know, like yeah. I'm sure, I'm but, sure. You know what? There, everything in life is a coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yep. You know, if I had done this, my mm-hmm. life would have turned out differently. You know, it's like if I had made one different decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could have a whole you know, conversation about alternate timelines. Let me have a little more. We you know, go down that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, how could you? I, I don't know how anyone could actually say this to a grieving mother because mm-hmm. I just think that is the most heartless thing. But to try and. It really, it comes, it does happen. And there's a lot of victim blaming in our society. Oh, absolutely. We talked about this with Spencer where, you know, I said rape is the only crime you have to prove you didn't want to happen. You know, and then, because there's a ton of victim blaming with that. And we, I think what it is. Here. (laughs) Oh my God. Fucking recording. This is one, two, three, four, five. This is six. This is our sixth fucking recording today. <laughs> you know why? Progress technology fucking blows. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> I'm not aggravated. You're aggravated. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Cliffhanger. Oh my God. We're gonna say we're we're gonna bring a, we're gonna bring a new we're gonna bring a new thing to our podcast. We're gonna leave it on a cliffhanger. If you want the remaining cliffhanger, you have to go to the exclusive account. That's what you gotta do. We're gonna leave it like that. That's what's gonna happen. You gotta subscribe. If you oh. subscribe, you get the rest of the content. That's how this works. That's what we're gonna do. Oh. My God. <sighs> okay, so anyhow, before Zencaster told me to go fuck myself, my thought was, <laughs> <laughs> I think as as people... Uh, for the sixth time. For the sixth time. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be in doggy heaven. Apparently, I'm in squirrel hell today, so we're just going to roll. I told you. It's only real hell. <laughs> Why do I constantly have to say I told you so? <laughs> oh, but it, you do have to go to the exclusive content if you want to understand the doggies heaven squirrel hell situation. And that, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> so, anyhow, I, I think as human beings, we try to understand why horrible things happen. We try to, not only do we try to understand why something happened, we feel an impulsive need to place blame. You know, mm-hmm. there has to be somebody at fault. And it can't just be the perpetrator. It can't yeah, just be... There the, has to be a reason this happened. Yeah, and, and you have to have done something to make yourself a victim. And that's the thing that pisses me off. Instead of everybody going, oh my God, he was an asshole. He was a predator. He preyed on these women. He took advantage of the fact that he knew them. He took advantage of the fact that they felt comfortable because they were friends with his children. You know, he basically used his children as bait. You know, and everybody... That's exactly what he did. Yeah, exactly what he did. But instead of people going, oh my God, let's blame all the blame on Ariel Castro, it's, you shouldn't have been walking. You should have asked who she was getting a ride from. You should have, you should have, you should have. I mean, that's, but that's the nature of of people. And that, that to me is one of the most... I don't understand it. We've taught. I can I've you imagine? Said, can you imagine if the victim of, let's say, a robbery was treated the same way as a rape victim? Are you sure you didn't want to get robbed? Well, what were you wearing? Did you lock? Well, all your why door do you think that he was? Yeah. Did you lock? Yeah. Did you yeah. lock all your doors? Well, are you? Did are you? Were you, sure you locked all the doors? Are you sure? I mean, yeah. why would you have such expensive decorations outside if you didn't want to be robbed? Yeah. You know, why would you hold expensive jewelry inside your house if you don't want someone to come and take them? Yeah. 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 Why do you think that he thought that you wanted this? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you've, did, you've did given you... you've given to charity before. Are you sure that, that you weren't misunderstanding it this time? Yeah. 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 Did you say it, no? <laughs> did you say no? <laughs> oh, my God. That drives me insane. <gasps> Yeah. Are you sure you didn't enjoy it? You know. Well, because, you know, the the, the exam states that you had an orgasm. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't want it? (laughs) Did you say no? (laughs) Are you sure you said no? Did you say no? Yeah. Because, you you know, you don't always say no. Did you actually use the word no? Mm. This is the second time you've been robbed. What are you doing wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you left the keys in the ignition of your car. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's just asking for someone to take it? Mm-hmm. Well, you got out of your car to pump the gas. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what it is is that when we get into things that are so taboo, they're, they're so horrendous, that mm-hmm. we have to put up a kind of a wall of saying, instead of saying, that will never happen to me. And I always tell people, be careful. Be careful about saying that because mm-hmm. life's got a funny way of making oh, sure yeah. it happens to you, you know? Yep. No, well, Elizabeth. Do not lick the window. Special ass fucking dog. Yeah, you. You. Don't make the thing. Yeah. But, and on that note, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to end this before we lose the recording again. And I absolutely fucking lose my shit. <laughs> because it's been around the nine, ten minute mark mm-hmm. that it's that been cutting us off. Yep. All right. So, yeah. thank you all for listening. We appreciate that. We and Amanda's going to tell you all where we can be found. We can be found on Twitter at DB the Pod. We can be found on Instagram at Disturbing Behaviors. We can be found on Facebook at Disturbing Behaviors Podcast Discussion Group. Say that three times fast. I can't. I'm too high. We can. Yeah. We. You can email us at Disturbing Behaviors the Podcast at gmail.com. But we have an exclusive subscription content. If you are interested in some of the bloopers, uh, Denise has been doing some of her farmland crime reports. We'll be doing some other fun content, but we've got those subscriptions available for you if you're interested. And eventually, I don't know if it's out yet, but Denise is going to be doing a TikTok. Yep, I'm working on, on a TikTok. So. I'm working on that. I'm going to edit a couple of things. We're going to throw some uh, some TikToks on there. You, I'm suckering Spencer into some of them, too. He doesn't know this yet, but <laughs> I got a few. We got a few. We're going to be working on that. Woo-hoo. So follow, find your social media that you like, and feel free to reach out to us. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good rest of your week, guys. Bye.